Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to BB Nation Radio right here on Backwoods Veterans Media. On tonight's episode, we get caught up on our week in review, the great outdoors, a doubleheader dummy of the week, and more. Stay tuned. BB Nation Radio is starting now. <laughs> Because it's time for another episode of BB Nation Radio, right here on Backwoods Veterans Media Entertainment. Live from the Cowboy Technology Studios here in Oregon City, Oregon, I'm your host, J-Dub, and as always, joined by our producer and my co-host, the high-tech redneck, good old Josh. Good evening. We got a whole lot to go through this week, and yeah, it's actually going to be a short show tonight for... For just an hour versus a full 90 minutes, but that's all right. It's about quality, not well, always about time. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm here, so there's definitely quality. <laughs> I'm just saying. So anyhow, guys, be sure to check out our website for our other shows and services, as well as current information about what all we have going on here at Backwoods Veterans Media. We did have a raffle going on. That giveaway is for the SMB watch set, and it is done. We are sold out. Finally, thank you, BB Nation, for stepping up to the plate and helping us help our friends over at the Fallen Outdoors. We could not have done it without you. We will be giving away that SMB watch set. The winner will be announced live on Rockabilly Radio this coming Friday. So be sure to tune in for that. It's going to be a good one. So anyhow, with that being said, Hi Tech, what's going on, brother? How, how's how's things in your world? We've uh, oh, you know, I I didn't do anything this week. You know, I just you know just hung out. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I. Uh, well, it obviously wasn't here. Well, it wasn't here. That's for sure. <laughs> nope. Uh, like I said last week, headed down to uh, to the coast, down to our uh, hunting property down there, and uh, or I should say, our hunting camp property. Mm-hmm. Can't, can't really hunt more than like squirrels on that property, right? But uh, anyhow, uh, yeah, had a had a good time actually. I, I parked the. Uh, the fifth wheel in a different spot this time and uh kind of across from where we normally park it right and actually it was it was a lot nicer 
Uh, oh. it, was a, it was a lot nicer spot. I, I actually enjoyed it and, and, you know, pulling the trailer out and all that kind of stuff. Like a lot easier with the way, way you easier. did it, huh? Oh God. Way easier. Did you take pics? <laughs> no, <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had a witness, kidding, man. Um, anyway, yeah, it was, uh, but it was good. You know, got down there, checked out the property and, you know, cause we hadn't been down there in a couple months with the storms and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, they didn't really get the ice down that low, no. um, but you know there was you know wind and and all that kind of stuff that that did go on. So there was some down you know down large limbs and stuff like that. But got all that cleaned up. Uh, did uh, you know had some nice uh, nice campfires, nice good warm beds of coal. Heck yeah, <clears throat> it's good stuff. Uh, and uh, went out and did some surf perch fishing. Yeah, so that was. Uh, that was a fun experience, actually. I uh, uh, I had to get my my feet wet, not literally. Uh, <laughs> thank you to uh, neoprene waders. Excuse me. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely, definitely a lot different than than I thought it was going to be. Really. Um. So basically, well, I'll, I'll get into it a little more uh, around the outdoors to talk more specifically about how I was set up and whatnot, but. Uh, uh, anyways, let's just say you need to try it. Okay. You got to try it, man. Well, it's something I've been, you know, you and I had talked about getting into for a while now. Absolutely. And it's just, you got your setup first, so now I got to go out and go get mine. Yep. So now what, that way, once I'm all set to go, then yeah, then we can get out there and actually both of us start getting lines out there. And I'll tell you, I, I was actually kind of surprised, um, you know, I don't know. I always think. And maybe it's just because I'm spoiled because of camp, but um, I'm just, you know, I'm always of the mind that if I'm going to go to the coast, like it has to be for a weekend or it has to be for, you know, a time period. I actually kind of think that, uh, you know, doing this surf perch fishing, you could just drive down there for a day. No problem. I believe it. You know, pretty, pretty dang easily. So, well, the, you know, and, you're and not matter, so matter much fact, as tide dependent on it like you are for like razor clams or, you know, correct. doing stuff like that. So, so funny enough, I was actually recommended to go to a, uh, to go to a beach to do some surf perch fishing. Okay. You want to know what beach it was? Let me guess. Sunset beach. No, that's the beach I went to. <laughs> okay. The beach that I was suggested to go to mm-hmm. was the one that's right outside your hotel. This weekend, <laughs> Glendale Beach, Glenin, really? Fuck, called yeah. Down there, Glenin, Glenin. Thank you. That's nice. what I was trying to remember what it's called. That that was the one I was recommended to go to. I was like, uh, I'm going North Coast, not uh, not Central Coast. So right, um, yeah. So uh, that's but, funny though. But I, I thought that was funny when when it was recommended to me that I'm like. Well, uh, Justin's going to be down there. He's not set up for it, but uh, he's going to be there. Right. And uh, it's certainly a lot cheaper to uh, certainly a lot cheaper to do that than go play golf down there. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Look at the prices for that over this last weekend, which, yeah, no, my last week uh, was a regular Monday through Friday. Mm -hmm. Did the two shows and everything else, which, by the way, we had a great time. Monday through Thursday. Oh, yeah, Monday through Thursday this week, this previous week, yeah. And then Friday, bring in wound up, which I finally got my new ID card from Uncle Sam. Oh, your real ID? No, not my real ID. I got my retiree. Oh. My military retired ID card. Well, that only took a year. Two. 
like a year and a half, almost two, two years. years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. No, it's, it's been like two years now. Wait a minute. Yeah, I know, right? But no, finally got that here yesterday. Or wow. not yesterday, but Friday. Wow. We got in, got that done. And then we took off, went, got checked in the hotel. Uh, Mariah and I, we went down to Lincoln City, mm-hmm. or just south of Lincoln City, I should say, there, Glenning Beach, and uh, stayed at a nice resort down there and got all checked in. We wound up going back up north to the other end of town, went up to the Chinook Winds, up to the casino up mm-hmm. there, and, you know, fared out pretty well. Actually, walked out there with more money than what we walked in with. You lucky bastard. I know, right? Which a lot of people can't say when they go to casinos. But, you know, throw 20 bucks in a penny slot machine and see how it plays out, you know. 20 bucks is 20 bucks. 20 bucks is 20 bucks when it comes to gambling. So I was just like, you know what? This is my limit as far as what I'm spending. Whether or not I make some off it, cool. If if I do, great. If not, well, shit. Mm -hmm. And while I'm making money off it, so then we went back to the hotel, got up next morning, had breakfast yesterday. And, uh, you know, we went and checked out some of the some of the other sites around the area. Actually, finally, born and raised Oregonian, never been to Devil's Punch Bowl before. Wait, that was your first time? That was my first time going. Dude. Well, I've been past it numerous times. Dude. Been past the park, but never taken the time to actually pull in wow. until yesterday. And you know what's funny? Neither in Mariah. That doesn't surprise me so much. So you surprises me, Mariah. I mean, come on, she, she, she has. <laughs> how, how do I, how do I put this exactly? I don't want to say sheltered, but there's like more specific pathways that she's gone down. Right? Okay, that's, and, that's fair, and, and not as uh, generalized as you and I have right. experienced in life. So I, I think that's about as accurate as I can put it. That's a fair argument. but And it's funny because originally our plan was after breakfast and stuff, we were going to go down, we were going to go check out the the Oregon Coast Aquarium because she had never been to that one either down there in Newport. Yeah, don't go. Well, they're, they're well closed. because they're reopened. Well, no, they're reopened. But here's a kicker. What was this last week here in Oregon? Spring break. Completely booked out because it's by tickets and reservation only right now mm-hmm. yep so it's like okay well we'll go on the other side of the bay we'll go check out you go to the hatfield which the visitor center is also closed still so it's like crap okay so that was when we decided we were going to go up north yeah hit up devil's punch bowl we stopped in depot bay did did you go to uh did you go up to the lighthouse yes we did go by the lighthouse we did go up and check that out you went in no, we didn't actually get the chance oh. to go in. So oh. you you should you should go up there too because uh, Cobblestone Beach uh, that's right there uh, is is pretty cool to go to. That's uh, what I hear. Yeah, well, you know, Cassie and I went there uh, two years ago. Okay, for spring break. That you know this this time, and uh, yeah, we did. Uh, uh, yeah, we had a real good time up there. So um, lots of stuff to check out uh, all oh, yeah. around that area. Um, and a matter of fact, uh, actually there is a, I'm gonna have to look it up now. There's actually another water feature that's, uh, Southmore, um, that you guys should have, uh, gone and checked out too. heading towards Florence. Really? Yeah. Which one is that? I'm gonna have to look it up cause I don't remember. <laughs> but Ka- Cassie and I went down, went, uh, went down there 
Um, we actually ended up driving all the way to Florence because we missed it the first time. So, oops. Yeah. But anyways, con- continue on. So, yeah, go on. Go on. Yeah. Anyhow, so no, we so we did that, and you know, we actually wound up stopping there in town on the way back. We decided we we're going to get lunch and stuff afterwards. After we did some shopping there in Depot Bay, she didn't make you a sandwich. No, we actually stopped at the Chowder Bowl. Okay. And right. had had a late lunch there at the Chowder Bowl, which, oh, my God. And by the way, you want to talk about somebody that can put away seafood. You were saying, man. You were saying. That what? woman, holy crap. I have never seen somebody put away as much seafood as what she can. Yeah. And it was funny because I was texting her mom. <laughs> While we're at dinner, and she was just like, "It's snake day," because you know how a snake is. They freaking will sit there and gorge themselves after not eating forever, and then not eat. But the one time that they do eat, they just eat anything and everything that they can. And yeah, uh, Mariah's mom was just like, "Yep, it's snake day." I was like, "Obviously," but I mean, dude, we had freaking salmon fillet. We had we were eating on freaking fresh dungy crab, uh, flounder, shrimp. Uh, they had freaking fresh oysters in, uh, shrimp. Moisters? Moisters. Okay. Yes, they had moisters. And, you know, dude, it was just, it was a seafood glutton freaking buffet that night. Yeah. 30 bucks is what they were charging. And Mariah was just like, oh, I'm going to make sure they lose money. <sighs> oh, yeah. And they had prime rib and everything else there, too. So, we do we, I had like a plate and a half of food. Yeah. Mariah had like three plates. On top of everything else, I was like, Jesus. Wow. But, you know, it was <laughs> it, it was good eats, though. It was good eats. And that was Friday night when we did that. But when we stopped there at the uh, uh, the Chowder Bowl, I just had a, the can, you know, the, the cannonball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The clam chowder and the sourdough freaking bread roll. Oh, yeah. That was good. couple oyster shooters and a shrimp cocktail. Very good. Very nice. Nice. Wash it all down with a nice cold blue moon. Good to go. And hit up our friends, uh, Chris and Jen Donner. Oh, yeah. Up there at the Game Over Arcade there in Lincoln City. Hung out with them. And I tell you what, it's amazing to see that venue with just how far it's actually come. When he picked up a couple old, you know, 1980s pinball machines from an auction and was running it out of pretty much a garage into a full-blown, like, Dave & Buster's-esque freaking arcade down there with a bar in there, mind you. Dude, It yeah, it was on point. We were there for, like, three, four hours last night. But does he serve sweet tea? Yes. He does? Yes. I like him. And for our other listeners, yes, they do. For those that do partake in the uh, alcohol, they already have pre-made jello shots. Oh, watch out, DP. <laughs> I'm just saying. Three Th- bucks a piece, though. Yeah, Thorswell, by the way. Thorswell. That's the other one I was trying to think yeah, of, too. Thorswell. Because uh, I'm sitting I'm like, man, that'd be cool one to check out. I've got, I actually have uh, like, uh, like almost like a time lapse video or pictures or whatever of, um, of it from, from Cassie and my trip. So very nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. It is pretty neat. Speaking of neatness, we actually have some outdoor stuff that we need to get to, good sir. Yeah, we should uh, we should do that. But before we do, do we have anybody? Because I can't 
see right now with mine. Do we got any folks checking in? Uh, we have Mr. Raymond Trueblood has said good evening and uh, have an outstanding night. Awesome. So good to see him and hear from him uh, out there tonight. So hope you're doing well, my friend. And uh, yeah, that's actually surprisingly it. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. Everybody's uh, maybe everybody's spring break. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Doubt? Yeah. Who knows, man? Or drunk or... <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I did actually... Um, one of our uh, upcoming guests I actually did go and uh, hang out with last night. And uh, we did have a little uh, campfire and all that, and and oh uh, really? Yeah, yeah. We were burning up a bunch of uh, you know brush and stuff like that that he had, and, and uh, shit, man. It ended up getting uh, one a.m. over there, and I'm like, oh crap, I gotta go, man. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta be up at seven. I gotta go haul the trailer in the morning, and and uh, so yeah, went and hauled that uh, that fifth wheel actually from out in front of your place and. Hold out Which, too. by the way, I'm in-laws. not gonna lie. When when Ryan and I got home this afternoon, pretty amazing to like, have all that space back, huh? Oh my god, dude! Yeah. I'm telling you, it, it was crazy because it was like I don't know a whopping like uh, what five ten minutes. I was home before. <laughs> I mean, pretty much long enough to unload her car or get my stuff out of her car, go in the house, empty out my backpack, throw my laptop in the bag. And then boogie out here. Yeah. So that was uh, pretty much my extent of my homestay. Because I literally, I mean, I might as well have just gone straight from the resort that we stayed out there in Glen Eden Beach. Yeah. Just straight here. Yeah. And been done with it. Yeah. You know. But yeah. 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 So it was uh, it was a good haul. And um, yeah, it was, uh, I, I mean, I don't even live there. I was glad to get it out of there. Okay. Right. I'm just saying, you know, I'm kind of tired of parking on the road and not having a parking spot. So, yeah. yeah. yeah it, it, it's, it was funny because I pulled in. When we pulled up, rig's gone. And sure enough, there's a car there at the house. And it was just like, really? People can't. I, I haven't even got home to see it in its full emptiness yet. And there are already vehicles parked in there. Snag. Oh, Snag was there. Snag okay. showed up. Yeah, my oh, cousin Snag. That's funny. So, yeah, it was cool seeing him for a little bit and, you know, for a quick minute. And believe it or not, I actually found ammo. You said that. You found a little bit of ammo. That's found a nice. shop down there. Yeah. And it's funny because there's Lincoln City Guns, Ammo, and Electronics. <laughs> was the name of the store, which is funny because I'm you You even said you're like, Guns, Ammo, Electronics, that doesn't even sound like it goes together. Yeah, guns, ammo, and optics, that would go together. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> but, no, nope, this one was it. So, And they had three boxes of 450 Bushmaster. There you go. Guess who bought all three? <laughs> Mariah? Right. <laughs> you funny. <laughs> and a new charging handle for my 450. Yes. 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 Which is awesome because it's... 
the Radiant Raptor SD, which is funny because, which is even more humorous because if you go to Radiant's website, they're sold out. They oh, don't yeah. have any. They, they've been they've been sold out. Yeah, exactly. Every time so they the get fact in, that I was like able minutes. to find one, yeah, in a store, I was just like, I'll take that, please. <laughs> yeah, John, John, and I constantly have that conversation. So, oh yeah, it, yeah, it's a constant thing. So, anyhow, into our outdoors, my friend. Yeah. So uh, you actually. Yeah, I'll, I'll uh, take this uh, first one here. Oh, okay. Uh, I was going to ask you about, you were going to talk a little more about oh, the... Oh, we can do that. Sure. Your surf stuff. Yeah. So so surf perch fishing. Um, so, you know, the uh, it, it was kind of, like I said, it was kind of interesting. So, you know, you need a 10-foot rod and, uh, and you need a good reel that's going to hold uh, quite a bit of monofilament line on it. You can use braid, but... And uh, I end up talking to a guy that used braid, um, but I really do like the monofilament. It doesn't, you know, doesn't have the you know weird memory or anything like that to right. it. And and um, and I actually have like kind of a fluorescent line uh, on there, so I can actually see it, you know, going out and everything like that. And it sure helps, you know, especially when the tides, you know, the you know surfs coming in and out and all that kind right. of stuff. And you can see if you're, you know, where your stuff's moving to and all that. Um, so the way that I had it set up is, uh, basically using a crappie rig. <clears throat> and so took and put some, uh, Berkeley, uh, sandworm camo sandworms on each of the two hooks. Mm-hmm. And then, um, the first time I went out, I put a two ounce, uh, pancake weight on the bottom. Okay. So I'd throw it out, you know, cast it out there and you want to get, you know, you want to get. About 30, you know, 30 plus feet out. That's that's typically where they're at. And, you know, some kind of medium, you know, height water, essentially. Right. You know, because they're out there looking for, you know, clams and, you know, all that kind of stuff sticking up to go and eat and yeah. know, whatnot during the surf. By the way, clam necks are also a really good bait to use. So, if you know what? Can, that doesn't surprise me. So, if we can go down when razor clams open at some point, and I heard, by the way, that... The levels are getting there, like they're almost to the point where we can go and and clam. Good. Um, that was according to a guy I I met out on the beach. Anyhow, um, so you, you go and you, you cast it out there, and you kind of you know tighten up your line a little bit, you know, get the slack out of it. But you don't really you know pull on it or anything like that. You just kind of just let it do its thing, and uh, it's it's really dependent on filing you know, finding that school of perch. Right. And so, um, so what I do is, you know, I, I, uh, you know, the, the surfer, you know, come in, go out all that. And, you know, as the line would, uh, would loosen up and, and it push that weight in, um, you know, that I just reel up that slack a little bit and just kind of keep that line uh, a little bit tight. Um, <clears throat> the, the one thing about the two ounce weight is that I would feel it roll underneath the, underneath the surf. And okay. so it would feel like it was taking a bite, and it wasn't. Um, See, that would throw me off completely. Yeah. So, <laughs> so what I did is on the um, on Friday when I uh, went down fishing again because it was basically shitty weather all in between there, uh, including snow. By the way, up on Rector, I forgot to tell you about that. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Oh, I I, t- I texted you about that. That's yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, when I went back fishing on Friday, I ended up using a three ounce pancake. 
And that, I didn't feel it rolling whatsoever. It would just slide on the bottom. It would, you know, was pretty smooth. Um, and kind of sift when, back and forth in the sand and whatnot. Yeah, and and when a fish hit, you knew it was a hit. Really? Yeah. So I mean, it would, you know, just you know, kind of like just like trout fishing or whatever else. Like they'll, you know, they'll kind of go and you know hit a hit it at you know on a pass and come back around and you know and then go and and freaking nab it. And same sort of thing. Uh, so, you know, did that. So the first day on the, on the two ouncer, um, and I went out there a little early mm-hmm. and so it was kind of, you know, it was kind of, I think it was a little too early in the, in the day cause it was, well, it was cold. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, <laughs> right. and I wasn't really dressed. I mean, you know, I had a sweatshirt and, you know, and I had my, my waiters and I was, you know, I was warm enough there, but you know, the wind and you know, oh, yeah. all that is just, it, it beats down on you. Hey, well, girl. especially this time of year. Yeah. It, it really starts to because it just, it chills you right through the bone, especially coming in off the surf. Yeah. It really does. So, um, so yeah, so I, I didn't, uh, you know, so I fished, I don't know, like three and a half hours or something like that. And I had only gotten the one on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday, I fished for, uh, Oh, I don't know. Two, two and a half hours, probably somewhere in there. But I went uh, like one o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. And basically it was right after high tide and the tide was going you know, back out. It was actually going to go down to like a half a foot or actually a, a minus tide, funny enough. Um, but uh, man, I hit I hit three of them pretty much in a row. Nice. So, yeah. And decent size too. decent size. So. Uh, yeah, it was, a like I said, it was a, it was a real good deal. Um, you know, you, d- you definitely got to, you know, do a little bit of walking, um, you know, around trying to kind of get, find a good spot, you know, especially if you can find a good, you know, dip in the sandbar. Remember last year when we, um, were doing the razor clams mm-hmm. and we're out on the sandbar and the tide was coming in. Oh yeah. You hit those little bowls down in there. So, in the- so that's what you actually want to get that get get your rig into is drop it right into there is because when that surf's coming in and out those perch can just sit right in there yeah they can sit in those pools and stuff where you got the current going back and forth above them but they're not getting ripped down below yep so that makes sense yeah so i was trying to find i was actually trying to find that uh that same spot again um and i wasn't having a whole lot of luck i tried uh beach marker four the first time because i thought that was where we were we were getting them. Yeah, it was about halfway between three and four. Yeah, and then I went back down to three. Yeah, and uh, and I, that's where I had better luck at. And by the way, I did see the, uh, I did see the bald eagle twice. Oh, excellent! So he was on, out on sitting his, on three, up on his post. Yep, that he was. Excellent indeed. That he was. So yeah, well, right on, man. Yeah, so good times. Like I said, we're gonna have to get you out there and. And uh, get it going. I so. want to, dude. Surf fishing is something I've been wanting to get into for a long time. So, Well, the thing is, is if you do it right, if if you do your rig right, you can not only surf fish, but you can also jetty fish, too. Oh, yeah, that's true. Get out there for lean cod and chill. Mm-hmm. Lean cod, rock fish. You can, use, you can use the same freaking rig if you get, you know, sturdy enough rig. And, and the one I've got is going to be good for both. So Very nice. Yeah, definitely. Dean, what's going on, brother? Good to see you in there. Hey, Dean. So, all righty. 
Well, high tech, you want to go ahead and take this one first? Yeah, sure. So this is a follow up story. Uh, we talked uh, earlier uh, last summer about uh, Missouri doing its first elk hunt, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually did. Uh, think we had done a follow-up to it. We did a small follow-up to it. We did a small follow-up about the the five people being drawn. Uh, Well, those five people uh, actually all did harvest an elk. So this is coming to us from uh, KSDK uh, news outlet over there. And the way it goes, excuse me, uh, Missouri's first elk hunting season ended Sunday with all five of the hunters selected for permits harvesting bull elk during the firearms portion December 12th through 20th. An archery portion ran October 17th through 25th with no harvest. Wow. The five Missouri hunters were selected for elk hunting permits through a random drawing of more than 19,215 permit applications, including 33 for one resident landowner antlered elk permit and 19,182 for four general permits. Huh. So 33 for LOPs, essentially. Right. Um, Missouri Department of Conservation congratulates the hunters. Blah, 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 blah. We don't say blah, blah, blah. Uh, Joe Benthal of Mount Vernon, who was drawn for an antlered elk general permit, harvested a 5 by 5 bull on December 12th on National Park Service property near Log Yard in Shannon County. He was the first of five Missouri hunters selected for the permits to harvest an elk. <clears throat> Benthal has been deer hunting off and on for 25 years and had not hunted elk before. Oh, shit. He said he applied for the Missouri <laughs> opportunity because he has wanted to hunt elk but has not had the time or money for a trip out west. He added that he only hunted during the firearms portion. Wow. Uh, <clears throat> Michael Bushoss? Yeah. Bushoss. Yeah, of of St. Thomas, who's drawn for an antlered elk general permit, took a six by six bull Very nice. on December fifteenth outside the refuge portion of the NBC Peck Ranch Conservation Area. Well, anybody can do that. <laughs> it's like going out to Jewel. Exactly. <laughs> I'm on the backside of Jewel. <laughs> He's hunted elk in Montana, Colorado, and Wyoming with two bulls and a cow elk harvested from those efforts. He said he was excited to hunt elk in Missouri and take his three kids with him to scout the area before the season started. Very cool. Sam Schultz of Winfield, who was drawn for an antlered elk permit, harvested a 5 by 6 bull on December 15th on private property in Shannon County. Schultz had been hunting for 30 years and mostly hunts deer and turkey. He has successfully hunted elk before in Colorado back in the early 2000s. Uh, he says his elk was originally a six by seven, but he had two broken antler tines, which oh. left him to be a five by six. It was a tough hunt, but he had a blast doing it. Uh, best of all, one of his boys was with him when he harvested the awesome animal. Very cool. So yeah, pretty uh, pretty Very neat. Cool. Uh, Gene Gilkey, Gilkey, uh, yeah, I was Liberty. gonna say it looked like Gilkey. Uh, it's not Galuli, so we're good there. Um, <laughs> Jeff Galuli. Oh, that's right. Uh, <laughs> I see where you're going with it, though. <laughs> right. Uh, who's drawn for a antlered elk general permit? Harvested a six by seven bull elk on public land in Shannon County, December sixteenth. I've never hunted elk before, and this hunt was a dream trip of a lifetime. Oh, it was right I, there by li- the house. Yeah, literally dreamed of taking a six by six bull, but I didn't think it would be possible. Nor would I be up to it. But the good Lord above had better plans than I did. Well, the good Lord above didn't give me a bull this year. 
Son of a bitch. Anyway, um, he added, when I harvested the bowl, I was stressed, relieved, and overjoyed all at the same time. I screamed loud enough that quite possibly all three counties involved could hear me. <laughs> what a thrill. Taking this trophy was the hardest hunt I've encountered. It took a lot of scouting before and during the archery season to get the terrain laid out. During the hunt, we were delighted. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To find this bull on day three and focused on the area where we, he was spotted in. He was actually bugling, which is, was an experience we did not expect so late after the rut. These are amazing animals. Uh, that's uh, that's pretty lucky there, yeah. getting bugling. Especially so, that late in the season. Yeah. As in, in December, yeah, they're normally well done by that point in time. So Yeah. Uh, Bill Clark of Van Buren, who was drawn for the resident landowner, antlered elk permit, harvested a bull elk on his property. Duh. December 19th, Clark is a lifelong hunter of deer, turkey, and small game. He has also pursued elk in Colorado and Wyoming in the 1990s. He and his family own 80 acres east of Peck Ranch Conservation Area, where they conduct timber stand improvements on the heavily forested property and also plant clover and native grass grasses for elk and other wildlife. Clark said he applied for the elk hunt because he supports MDC's elk restoration and management efforts, wildlife management in general, and wanted to help the herd by thinning a bull. Very nice. Very nice. Which, uh, by the way, right quick, sorry, not mean to interrupt you. Uh, quick shout out and uh, condolences to Richie uh, Redneck Pimp King and his family. Uh, he just posted up in the comments here just a minute ago, said, uh, my dad's wife died, so can't stay long. So. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. So with that being said, condolences, brother. Completely understand. Yeah, but uh, thank you for at least tuning in for a few and uh, prayers to you and your family, man, and uh, your time of loss. So, anyhow, so just wanted to get that out there. Absolutely, so. absolutely. Dang, but yeah, man, that that's cool though. Five for five in her first year doing it, and none with a bow and arrow. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, during the first year, you know, a lot of folks, which is funny because obviously their regulations, are, I mean, it, regulations are going to vary from state to state to state in regards to their, uh, that was mine, uh, in regards to how they are able to run their weapons, I guess you could say, because a lot of times you can have a, te- a harvest tag. But you can go ahead and you get it early on in the year so that we have the opportunity you can try and get your get your animal yeah. during the archery season. If you don't get it during archery, well, you can wait a little bit and go back out and try again during the rifle hunt. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, we live in one of those states where they're just like, no, you have to choose one method or the other. You can't use that same tag throughout the end of the year. It'd be like someone here buying a bow tag and not having any luck drawn or getting anything during bow season and then being able to pick up a rifle and go out and bag one during rifle season. 
but they can they can still use they can still archery during rifle season. Yes. Yeah. But you but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, no, I I I get it. Yeah, so it. that's why it actually kind of makes sense that these guys would do it. Use archery season, kind of get a lay the land of where they're going to hunt, get used to what these animals are doing, and then go out during a rifle hunt and actually do what you got to do. So, yeah, but, Dean says uh, elk hunting with archery isn't for beginners. You got to get close and stay calm enough to make a good shot. Oh yeah, I mean, shit, even as a rifle hunter, you get up there, man. You get a big, you get a big boy that gets up there in your sights, man. You're your heart's thumping right. Feels like it's just going to shoot straight out of your chest. No pun rough. intended. Yeah, rough. It, it is feeling kind of rough. But once you actually make that shot and you see an animal go down, you're just like, oh, my God, okay. So, but, you know, as an archery, you know, archery hunter, you know, you got to imagine the same thing, but you're got more physical stress on you because you're actually yarding back on that freaking draw. You know, once you get past that break and you actually get the actual draw, it, it's crazy, dude. Yep. It really is. Once you break those cams over. So, anyhow, but no, congratulations to those hunters out there out of Missouri. Seriously, kudos to you guys on a very successful year and uh, Richie, a very I hope blessed you, I uh, hope you draw it next year, Richie. Hell yeah, Richie. You better, dude. And if you do, yeah, you better be putting pictures up. That's for Dag, I'm sure. So... I'm looking at this one, this first one that they got up here at the top. That is one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, I think that's one of the six by sevens. Yeah. Yeah, this one's it. Man, that's that's a gorgeous animal. Yeah, this is Gene Gilkey right here. This yep. picture of him with a six by seven. Gene Galuki? Galuli? Gene Gilkey. Oh. I'm going out. Not Jeff Galuli. <laughs> Trust me, my knees would know. Come on, Jeff Galuli. He's the yeah. one. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know who he is. Okay. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. It's like, yeah, knees would know. <laughs> I didn't know your name was Nancy. <laughs> right. So, anyhow, moving things right along to our next article. And this one actually comes to us out of the state of, well, why they started off in Montana. I'm guessing that's where they wrote the article. Anyhow, this one comes to us out of the state of Wyoming. In Idaho, kind of a three tri-state deal there that they got going on. And this one is Threesome? out of... Right. Arsome? What? <laughs> Anyhow, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. Uh, this is an article they released. says, New easement clears way for public access to Wyoming mountains. Hunters, anglers, and others will soon have access to the more than 32,900 acres of previously difficult-to-reach public land in the Sublet Mountain Range of western Wyoming. Working in partnership with the Wyoming Game and Fish Department and others, the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation assisted with the purchase of an important access agreement. Creating and improving public access is key to who we are as an organization and our mission, said Kyle Weaver, Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation President and CEO. There is currently limited access to the west side of the sublet range. This action will change that. The agreement targeted to take effect in summer 2021 will create a permanent public roadway and parking area linked to the Gru Canyon Trail from Highway 30 north of Cokeville near the Wyoming-Idaho border. <laughs> Cokeville. Cokeville. 
Once finalized, the new entry point will allow access across private ranch land to land overseen by the Bureau of Land Management, known as the Raymond Mountain Wilderness Study Area, and additional state and federal lands beyond that. Historically, elk management has been particularly difficult in the sublet range because of limited public access. The new agreement will allow improved hunter access and opportunity, thus allowing Wyoming Game and Fish to... uh, Department to better attain population management objectives for elk, deer, moose, mountain lions, and black bears. In addition to WGFD, God, I'm so used to saying ODFW. See, another state <laughs> throws me off. Other project and funding partners include the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's Outdoor Fund, Onyx, and Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation's Tortenson Family Endowment. What they say about the Raymond Mountain Project? As the Wyoming Game and Fish Department evaluates and pursues access projects, we look for opportunities that will have a substantial positive impact for our constituents, and we feel the Raymond Mountain Public Access Area will provide that, said Sean Bibby, WGFD Land Branch Chief. The department looks forward to developing this area for use by the public in the coming year, and we want to thank Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and the other partners on this project, excuse me, and my screen keeps disappearing, on this project for their hard work and support to make this opportunity happen. The collaborative public access project in the sublet range is a true win-win for conservation and all who love the outdoors, said Bob Zimmer, Brass Pro Shops, and Cabela, Senior Director of Conservation. When completed, the new entry point will be a game-changer in improving recreational opportunities and wildlife management in the region. We thank our generous customers for rounding up to the Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's Outdoor Fund, providing funding for this key project. We applaud the Wyoming Game and Fish Department for working to secure and improve access to public land, said Lisa Nichols, Onyx Accessory or Onyx Access Advocacy Manager. We also want to recognize the ranching family who prioritize the recreation potential on land that is dear to their heart. Increasing hunting and public access opportunities for everyone is core to Onyx's mission, and we're honored to be a part of a project like this. So, end of article. Moral of the story, you can now get into places where you couldn't before. Yeah, that's a big bastard. 32,900 acres? Yeah, that is a big bastard. That is a huge chunk of land. So, and now to be able to get out there and hunt it, Oh yeah, oh yes! Wow, and 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 the government allowed this to happen. It's awesome. It mm. is. I wish uh, I wish they'd do that over here more. Yeah, I know, right? It'd be be pretty neat, especially with some of the ranch owners over here. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat instead of having to pay a thousand dollars a gun just to get through their property to public lands. You talk about warehouser or or other people. I'm talking about other people too. Oh, okay. oh yeah, warehouser would be nice as well. Yeah. yeah, you know, freaking checkerboard BLM land, and <laughs> you know, so you look at a map, and it's like, is this a chess or a checkers board or something? Because right. that, how are you supposed to get there? And you can't. Mm-hmm. So, but kudos to Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation and their partners for being able to get that done. I'm excited to see Onyx on there. Yeah, so that, that's because you and I use Onyx a lot. We do. When we go out hunting and stuff. I actually, I use it quite often. Oh, really? I actually use it quite often for just, you know, looking at, you know, different lands around areas and stuff like that. Just 
I, I always try to get a general idea of my terrain and where I'm going to be, you know, what I'm doing, whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I only have the, the Oregon subscription or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. have the elite subscription, but I've been thinking. So you're about like it. me. You're just a premium member, not an elite member. But I've thought about it. The only problem is, is that as far as I've been able to tell, you don't really get anything extra for Oregon at all. There's nothing really no. extra, you know, that that they can provide. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. They, they've been adding lots of stuff. They've been yes, developing they the hell out of it. <laughs> Dean, state records are about to change. Yeah. Now they got all this access to this new land. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going to see some. Uh... And the fact that it's right off of US 30. Hey, guess what? That's a straight shot for us, man. So uh... if you think about it. <laughs> yeah. So, well, let's see. You, this was this was Wyoming. So, uh, I forgot the article resort in Missoula. Um, but I told you that we're opening a store in Missoula. Yes. Yeah. Well, they just hired the manager for it. Oh, we, that's right. Yeah, you were telling me about this. Who's a buddy of mine? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, high tech's gonna be taking a trip. Uh, yeah. I already told my boss. I already told my boss. I can see you now already. Now going up, taking hunting trips up to Montana. Freaking Mariah's going to be leaving this year. She's going to go deer hunting over in Wyoming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So she's going to be doing that. Patch, I hate you. (laughs) But I really love you. But I really hate you right now. Moist. 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 Oh man, and plus, well, see now. Here's the thing, though. Here's a catch to that. Ray's moving back to Montana. All right. Um. Uh. Um. Uh, Dean talking uh, smack in the comments again. (laughs) (laughs) But Ray's moving back to Montana. Yeah. So I don't know. May have a shoe in there. I don't know. Be pretty neat. (laughs) High tech going to be MIA next couple shows. (laughs) Uh. Let's see. If I have opportunity to hunt in Montana, yes, or fish, yes, or pretty much anything, I'll miss some shows. Yeah, absolutely going to happen. Yeah, absolutely going to happen. Josh will be running the show. So when they when they first announced, yeah, when they first announced the uh, uh, Missoula Service Center, I actually went into my boss, who's one of the VPs, and I told him, I said, uh, yeah. So I said, remember, uh, you know, back in the day, you know, when we opened a new branch and a new state and all that kind of stuff and i went and you know and uh opened it up and you know started running things down there or whatever i says maybe i should go do that over uh there in missoula uh, you know, <laughs> there do, you do go. a little repeat of uh of 2004 there and and uh, he's like all right he goes yeah you got one job i'm gonna give you the name to our guides and all that over in the area and you book all the trips he goes it, you're coming too by the way it's like done I have one job. Perfect. Right. Done. He goes, well, no, you still have to do the rest no, of the no, stuff. No, no, no. You, you said, said one job. You said one job. That was it. That was the only duty that he implied. Therefore, that is that is the contract right there. Yeah. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Goose says, invitation to hunt and fish here in Mo is always open to any of y'all. And vice versa. Abso-frickin-rootery. Exactly. Yeah. C- However, up, if his pockets are deep enough... To come up here. Oof. Yeah, that's <sighs> well. And I mean, I think we looked at the out of state, you know, hunting for, you know, Missouri. Anyways, but here's the thing. Again, you guys elk hunt is a freaking five person draw out of 20,000 people. Yeah, I can go elk hunt on a 
regular over the counter tag. Yeah. So, but there we got a little bit higher population here than what they we have a lot higher population. But I do like I do like you know going you know fishing and and doing all that kind of stuff too. So uh, I'm out there doing some wild white tail and gobbler hunting out there. Sure. I mean you know I don't know we'd have to uh, you have to get out there at a good time of year. Not. Not when it's like when it's 20 degrees and spitting snow. Out. Yeah. Like it was the last time we were there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About that. No. <laughs> no. Anyhow. All right. Well, thank you, High Tech, for the help on the outdoor segment. Now it's time to get to our final segment, your favorite of mine, known as Dummy of the Week. Hit it good, sir. I'll spell it for you. D-U-M-M-Y. Shut up, dummy. You big dummy. For every man, there's a woman. And for every dummy, there's a dummy. dummy. And now, your dummy of the week on BV Nation Radio. Oh, high tech. Uh, what have you got as for dumb us? as I used to be. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. What do you got for us this week, brother? All righty. So uh, we got a twofer. We got a twofer. Oh, we got a twofer. So uh, this article here actually reminded me of... Um, of our dummy of the year that we had here uh, a couple years ago. Um, and the title of this, uh, I'm sorry, this is coming out of uh, uh, Channel 7 uh, Boston News, WHDH. And Boston. Man, man arrested three times in the same day, including twice by same trooper. All right. A man is facing an array of criminal charges after he was arrested three times in the same day, including twice by the same trooper, officials said. Robert Raddick, 29, of Marlboro, New York, Marlboro. Hmm. Okay, hmm. all right. Was arrested three times on March seventh. New York State Police announced Wednesday, Raddick was driving a Jeep Cherokee. Probably had square headlights uh, <laughs> when he was first arrested, just before eight a.m. After a trooper stopped him for a vehicle and traffic law violation, learned he was driving with a suspended license and found him to be in possession of cocaine. 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 A little over six hours later, Raddick was driving. Did it uh, come huh? from Coketown? No, that was the last article. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Raddick was driving a Honda Civic when he was again stopped for a vehicle and traffic law violation. The trooper immediately recognized Raddick from earlier and found him to be in possession of heroin and Whoa! cocaine. Whoa! Yeah, well, he had to step it up the second time. Apparently. The third arrest happened around 5.45 p.m. when a different trooper stopped Raddick's Cherokee after observing multiple vehicle and traffic law violations. While speaking to Raddick, the trooper is said to have determined he was impaired by drugs. All three arrests took place in the city of Newburgh. <laughs> Raddick is due to appear in court in late April. Oh, wow. This is what happens when we let drug addicts back out. Oh, wait a minute. That's right. We don't even arrest him here in Oregon. Never mind. Right. Well, so uh, is it Boston? Boston? No, somewhere... Somewhere uh, around there, there's a uh, DA that's now saying, and mind you, the state did not vote on this. The DA is now saying he's just not going to prosecute prostitution and drug charges. Wait, what? Yep. He's decided that those are small, uh, basically insignificant crimes, and so he is no longer going to prosecute them. Really? Yep. Yep. Wow. I thought that was interesting. That that is very interesting. I mean, I've been saying that already. That if they were going to make you know stripper candy legal, that <laughs> you know here here in Oregon, so you could do Oregon trails, 
Right. I, I mean, why isn't prostitution legal then? You know, if a little bit, little bit of uh, you, drugs are legal, then why isn't a little bit of prostitution legal? You know what? You, you got to have the, the hookers to go with the blow. Exactly. I'm just saying. Exactly. One does not go without the other. I mean, marriage is legal here, so why isn't it? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Sorry, that's that's legalized prostitution. Anyway. All right. Moving that's, right that's along. That's a long-term contract. <laughs> moving right along. All right. So... Here is my next one. Oh, my goodness almighty. Wow, here we go. There's And there's two. There's two within this article. Uh, this is coming to us from NBC News, and it reads, National Guardsmen transporting COVID-19 vaccines held at gunpoint in Texas. In Texas. In Texas. Okay, go on. <sighs> National Guardsmen transporting COVID-19 vaccines through Texas on Monday were held at gunpoint, police said. Larry Harris is accused of following a convoy of National Guard soldiers before attempting to run them off the highway with his truck several times in Lubbock County, according to Idaho Police Chief Eric C. Williams. Lubbock County, huh? Didn't we have a dummy a few weeks ago from Lubbock? I believe so, yeah. yes. Harris, 66, of Wilcox, Arizona, eventually turned his truck into oncoming traffic, stopping three National Guard vans near Idaho. Williams said. He then pointed a gun at a soldier, identified himself as a detective, ordered the guardsmen out of their vehicle and demanded to search their vans, according to police. The guardsmen were uniformed and transporting vaccines to Matador, Texas. Idaho police responded and were able to arrest Harris without incident, Williams said. He had a loaded forty-five caliber Colt 1911 pistol, an additional loaded magazine on his person, and another loaded magazine in his truck. Damn. Whoa, I mean, what good is an unloaded magazine? But anyway. That's fair. None of the guardsmen were injured, and the vaccines eventually made it to Matador. It does not appear the vaccines were what Harris was after, officials said. He told police that he thought people in the vans had kidnapped a woman and child, police said. What? Mr. Harris appeared to be mentally disturbed. And he was... Was it an underage lieutenant that was fresh out of ROTC or something? I mean, that I can understand as a kidnapped child, this but is come a, on. This is a very dangerous situation since the suspect was standing in the midst of the unarmed guardsmen. The suspect was standing in the midst of the unarmed guardsmen. The suspect was standing in the midst of the unarmed guardsmen yeah. with a loaded weapon. Then the Idaho Here, officers arrived on the scene. Here's my question. If you're a National Guardsman, and, and mm-hmm. here's, here's, the, here's the thing. When you're hauling sensitive weapons or sensitive items, yes, they have at least, at least somebody is armed with that vehicle. In uh, that transport. Yeah. Why don't you have security? You're hauling COVID-19 vaccinations. At this point in time, it pretty much falls under the same realm as a sensitive item. Why is it not being handled the same way? Oh, I know why. Because we started arming our National Guardsmen with hugs instead. This is in Texas. Yeah. Lubbock County, Texas. My, my point exactly. I'm saying. Hey, Lone Star, 49th Armored Division, remove your head out of your forward point of contact and freaking give your guys a means to protect themselves when they're doing shit like this. Seriously. So. I mean, are you are you really? Wow. So that's what I'm saying. So, okay. So this, this guy, he's mentally disturbed. He's a dummy for stopping the national guardsmen. But, um, Texas's department of military is also the next dummy of that story 
for not having anybody, you know, any security on that whatsoever. I mean, are our National Guardsmen, are they just glorified laborers? I mean, is At that... At this point in time, it's what it's starting to sound like. I mean, shit, it's like when... Uh... When they did the mass mobilization to D.C. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to have all these guardsmen standing around. But here's the thing. None of them had mags or ammo. No. But we're going to put them out there with their weapons. Yeah, what's the point? Yeah, exactly. What's the point in putting them out there in full kit? And you're, you're hauling a vaccine that nobody wants and you're arm, arming people to guard it. That's like having armed guards at a garage sale. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Dean. Well, you know, it's not so much as whether or not we want it or not. It's a matter of fact of how it's treated and handled. And if the sad thing is with COVID-19, oh, yeah, there's chances are there probably is a market for it on the black market. Yeah. Just like guns and ammo, along with drugs and everything else and other pharmaceutical drugs. There's a black market for it. And I guarantee you, COVID-19, there are folks out there that want to get their hands on it without bringing government, bringing intervention, and they will pay a pretty penny for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, I'm I'm glad that, you know, nobody was injured, the suspect or anybody else. But seriously, like, why... Again, fine. Let's send our military over, you know, overseas. Let's send them to Sudan or wherever the hell. And, you know, again, let's just arm them with, you know, hugs and first aid kits. <laughs> uh, you know, here, here you go. Here's some fruit snacks. You know, that's all great and fine and dandy. But, like, you go through boot camp and, you know, riflemanship and, you know, marksmanship and all that kind of stuff yeah. so that you can not be in charge of a weapon well you know so that, you can... that, a lot of that's not so much as the the soldiers individually that's on senior leadership that that's their I, that, that's where the buck st- falls on that one because again that's they, what i'm saying these are the same senior leadership are the same ones to say yes we're going to spend all this money to develop this really cool technology and these really cool you know pieces of equipment that our soldiers are going to use you know, for them to use to make them super high speed and everything else, but we're never going to let them use it because we don't want it get, to get jacked up. Yeah. Well, why do you put it through all this testing and everything else to make sure that it's not going to get jacked up to give it to Joe, but you still won't let Joe use the tools that these are designed. But okay. But we, what? All, but hold on. We all know a guy like that though. We all know a guy right, like that. Right, I understand that. Who's, but the, who's got his pavement princess, right? He goes and spends 80 grand on a freaking truck. Yeah, in the military, we call those geardos. Yeah, so that they can't use it and can't scratch it, and they've got to go buff it out every day. Uh, my neighbor. <laughs> uh, dude, that, that thing leaves the driveway. Like, if he has to go turn it around or something, yeah. I swear to God, he's out there cleaning it the next, you know. Later that day. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, he, he is he is on it. He, dude, there are wheel covers over his tires. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To be parked in the driveway. I saw that. I went, the first time I see it, I went, wait, he's got, yeah. what does he do with spare tire covers on his, oh, wait, he's got them all the way around. Yeah. Oh, my. 
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you should see him spit shine in them tires. It's it's pretty amazing. But anyway, same same kind of mentality though, you know. Yeah, it, it, I don't know. That that's a whole other tangent for a whole other time. So anyhow, I tech is coming up on the top of the hour, man. What do you say we get ready to wrap this thing on up? So what do you got, man? Uh, but it was so small and so insignificant that it didn't do any damage. It didn't even knock a tree branch off. It just sprayed water all over me and went away. Um, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I had to throw another goose one in there since he's hanging out. So. Oh, got you. Okay. Yeah. That works. Give him a little crap. So, uh, yeah, uh, Miss Inga made it in, uh, Carl made it in, and uh, Terrell Dactyl uh, actually just made it in as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, no, uh, you know, unfortunately for everybody else, this is kind of a short episode. Uh, we had a little last-minute change-up. Yes. And uh, said person will be kicked in the nuts next time we see yes, him. Yes, he, he does get a... Uh a kick in the nuts tally yep. up yep. on the board. Yep, yep, yep. Going right next to Mr. Walmart. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, no, uh, you know, again, had a really fun week. It was uh, it was a whole hell of a lot of fun. And um, just to get away and get out and, you know, be away from things. Um, you know, running around up in the woods, driving around, driving around on the beach. Yes. Uh, you know, walking around, getting the, you know, get that fishing in. Um, you know, playing with the dog up in the woods, you know, letting him go roll around and be an idiot and, you know, <laughs> all that different stuff, man. It, it's just, you know, there's just nothing like it. And, uh, y- you know, y- you got to take those opportunities just like you and Mariah did, mm-hmm. you know, to get out and get away from, you know, the bullshit of life and whatever is going on, put the damn phone away, put it down, you know, go and do something different. And, um, yeah, get out there and do something and uh, take a buddy or a loved one or, uh, you know, your your wife or, you know, if your you know, wife's too busy, you take your girlfriend, <laughs> uh, maybe go find a girlfriend. I, I mean, anyways, I was not recommending that. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, that's it. Get out there, get it done. By God, life's too short, man. Don't, uh, you know, don't take it too seriously when none of us make it out alive. Just throwing it out there. So, but in the meantime, boys, <laughs> but in the meantime, please Boist. be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Take care. And I will talk to you guys tomorrow night at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern over there on Facebook live at our homepage of backwoods vets. Uh, they're on Facebook. So be sure to check us out over there for another edition of pops takes live. So in the meantime, guys, Have a great week, and I will talk to you guys tomorrow night. Have a good one. We gone. This has been another episode of BB Nation Radio here on Backwoods Veterans Media.